Welcome to Hope Is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations. Welcome to Hope Is Here. It is Food for Thought Friday. I'm so glad that you have joined us. Hope you have a great week. I don't know about you, but I cannot believe it is already November. As Dick Vitale will be saying here, hopefully some this basketball season, as he can courageously still battles cancer. Hope he can do a few games. But are you serious? I mean, my goodness, uh, I'm 2023 is almost here, and uh, just so thankful as we celebrate our fifth anniversary in December, and uh, just what a blessing it's been. I'm so so thankful and Food for Thought Friday. We love to kind of give you some encouraging nuggets of wisdom to help you get your Friday off to a good start and to help you throughout the weekend. I saw this quote recently. It really spoke to me, and uh, maybe you need to hear it today. The biggest communication problem is we don't listen to understand. We listen to reply. And, friends, I've talked about that off and on. I hope it's here over the past year about uh, let's be great listeners. Let's be great listeners. And that God proportionally gave us two ears and one mouth. So maybe we need to listen twice as much as we speak. And you know the Bible says in James chapter 1, verse 19, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And so, you know, a lot of times we say things out of emotion, hurt, out of fatigue, and then we regret them. And we go back and we apologize, at least most of the time we do, or we should. <laughs> But the fact of the matter is, is that if we would listen better and be slower to speak, we wouldn't have to apologize as much. And even though we say we're sorry and people say, well, I forgive you. If we're honest, we know when it's happened to us and somebody said something that was a little bit unkind and unloving that uh, it stings and we do forgive. We don't let bitterness set in our heart, but it's kind of hard to forget. So I encourage you today to be a great listener. I saw this quote uh and I apologize, I don't know who put it, but it says, you know, what we think leadership is is credentials and certifications and, uh, you know, profit and loss statements and being having to have all the answers. But what leadership actually is is listening, uh, showing empathy to your coworkers, um, casting vision, mentoring, empowering others, being creative, and having humility, and last but not least, shaping the culture of the environment you worked in. And if you're in a leadership position, I want to remind you, those are the things that are important as a leader. Shaping culture, expressing empathy to your coworkers, being a good listener, casting vision, mentoring, empowering others, having creativity, and showing humility or being a person of humility. And as follower of Jesus, we need to take our uh, how we look at leadership in a different way. I think there's some really great wisdom there. I did see something on kind of a humorous note. A person was being interviewed, and the interviewer said, would you call yourself a hard worker? The person being interviewed replied, Absolutely. I make almost everything harder than it has to be. <laughs> uh, friends, I say that just tongue in cheek and uh, having a good laugh. But, you know, sometimes we feel like that, don't we? That we make everything harder than it has to be. And I want to encourage you today on Food for Thought Friday, just 
when you got to make some decisions or do something, just pause for a minute and breathe. You might say, Greg, I don't have a minute. All right, then 30 seconds. Just pause and breathe and just say, Lord, help me with this decision. God, is this what you want me to do? If you don't have peace about it, don't do it. The peace factor is so huge, friends, as a follower of Jesus. We need to know about what he wants us to do and not be a person that complains and is negative and critical. John Gordon, a really great just leadership uh, expert, uh, kind of a new modern-day John Maxwell. I saw recently he posted out of one of his books, Five Things to Do Instead of Complain. Five Things to Do Instead of Complaining. Number one, practicing gratitude. Research shows that when we count at least three blessings a day, we get a measurable boost in happiness and uplifts, and it actually energizes us. It's also physiologically impossible to be stressed and thankful at the same time. We'll say that again. It's also physiologically impossible to be stressed and thankful at the same time. If you're focusing on gratitude, you can't be negative. You can also energize and engage your coworkers by letting them know that you are grateful for them and their work. Friends, it's something I've tried to do to grow in the past few years is just to be very thankful for people, whether it's through Hope is Here ministry or family members or friends or through uh, the ministries at a couple of different churches that I've worked at over the past five years. Um, you know, just being grateful and thanking people, even for the smallest things, because it, it's better for my heart and it also blesses them. Second thing to do instead of complaining is to praise others. Instead of complaining about what others are doing wrong, start focusing on what they're doing right. Oh, man, I love that. Instead of complaining about what others are doing wrong, instead start focusing on what they're doing right. Friends, I want to remind you, there's good in all of us because the Bible says we were created in the image of God. And God don't make no junk. Okay? I know that's bad English and... I asked for my teachers at Tate's Creek High School to forgive me in the University of Kentucky and Western Kentucky University where I worked on my master's degree in organizational communication. Fact of the matter is, friends, we got to start focusing on what other people are doing right instead of complaining about what they're doing wrong. Praise people and watch as they create more success as a result. Of course, we have to sometimes point out people's mistakes so that they can learn and grow from them but make sure you give three times as much praise as you do criticism. Say that one more time. Make sure you give three times as much praise as you do criticism. A third thing to do instead of complaining is to focus on success. Focus on success. So start a success journal. Each night before you go to bed, write down the one great thing about your day. The one great conversation, accomplishment, or win that you are most proud of. Focus on your success, and you'll look forward to creating more success tomorrow. A fourth thing to do instead of complaining is to let go. Let go. Uh, T.D. Jakes wrote a really good book about let go and let God. really encourage you to check that out. But on letting go is uh, something to do instead of complaining. Focus on the things that you have the power to change and let go of the things that are beyond your control. You'll be amazed when you stop trying to control everything. It all somehow just works out. 
And friends, I've seen that in my life over and over again, and God wants to do the same thing for you in your life. So five things to do instead of complain. Number one, practice gratitude. Number two, praise others. Number three, focus on success. Number four, let go. And last but not least, pray and meditate. Pray and meditate. Scientific research shows that these daily practices of prayer and meditation, they reduce, they reduce stress, they boost positive energy, and promote health, vitality, and longevity in our lives. When you are faced with the urge to complain or you are feeling stressed to the max, stop, be still, plug into the ultimate power in God, and recharge. Five really, really good things to do instead of complaining by one uh, powerful author, John Gordon. Lisa Turker says, It's easy to get discouraged in seasons of waiting. That's why it's wise to fill the gap between here and there by proclaiming every hint of God's activity. We can make a list and acknowledge that just because God is silent in one area of our life doesn't mean he's silent in every area of our life. You know, friends, I know I've shared that quote before, but I love that quote by Lisa Turkhurst. It's easy to get discouraged in seasons of waiting. Because let's be honest, friend, I don't know if anybody likes to wait. I know I don't. And, I mean, I ask you, I obviously can't see you, uh, <laughs> but raise your hand or do the old nod if you don't like waiting. And I think for 90% of our listeners, could be 98%, it might even be 100%. Uh, they're like, no, I don't like to wait, Greg. And yet, I think God has to show us that there's just times we have to wait because, one, he loves us and he doesn't want to be treated like an I dream of genie bottle where they used to just rub the bottle or and then things would just magically change or happen. So, one, it's good because it helps us realize that we're not in control, that God's in control, okay? Secondly, uh, it matures us in our faith. It truly does. God teaches us a lot of things. We're in season of waiting. Can I get an amen on that? Of course, the big thing is either we get bitter or we get better when we're in a season of waiting. And I want to encourage you. In fact, I want to challenge you today is to say, Lord, what is it you're trying to teach me? What is it you want me to learn during this season of waiting? I believe I talked about this last Friday, but I know all of us, our attention spans are short, but uh, John Maxwell, one of my favorite authors, a former pastor turned business uh, leadership kind of a mentor, says that he wrote this book one time called Sometimes You Win, Sometimes You Learn. <laughs> Obviously, we're all probably familiar with sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. But Dr. John Maxwell saying, you know, sometimes you win. Sometimes things go really well in your life, and yet sometimes instead of losing, you learn. So I want to encourage you today to be a lifelong learner and try to learn from your past mistakes. And a lot of times God will let us keep repeating those same mistakes till we finally learn. As the old saying goes, you know, you walk and fall into a hole, you see, then you come up on it a second time, and you fall in a second time. Then finally, hopefully the third time, you walk up and say, whoa, 
I fell in this hole last time I tried to walk or drive through it or over it, and it really damaged my car. It hurt. And we say, okay, I got to get a new plan. I'm going to learn. I'm not going to fall into that pothole again, even the big it is. And I want to sprain my ankle if you're driving. I don't want to hurt the axle on your car. And yet you decide to drive around it. And that's one of the things that you know that God will help you learn and he'll give you strength and he'll give you peace. We have to choose sometimes to learn and sometimes we have to ask for help. I've had to ask people for help to help pray for me. Say, I make wiser decisions uh, doing this trainer Joe's plan, man. I need prayer and I need encouragement and I'm losing weight, but man, it's been tough, but I've got two or three people praying for me and a couple of people doing it with me. And we're trying to encourage one another and reach out to one another. But, you know, it's easy to get discouraged, as Lisa Turker said, when you're in a waiting season. That's why it's wise to fill the gap between here and there by proclaiming every hint of God's activity. That's why we talked about it earlier through John Gordon about complaining, about praising God for at least three things every day. Friends, we all have at least three. I've been trying to do five because it just changes my mind and my heart. Instead of focusing on what I don't have or what's going wrong, it helps my heart to get ready for what's going right. And last but not least, as Lisa Turkhurst finishes this great quote, she says, We can make a list and acknowledge that just because God is silent in one area of our life doesn't mean he's silent in every area of our life. Hey, friends, if you've been blessed by Hope is Here, I hope you would consider making a financial donation to help bless this ministry so we can continue to be a blessing to others. We do a lot of other things besides this radio program and podcast and Cup of Hope. And so if you consider making a donation today, I hope you go to our website, hopeisheretoday.org. That's hopeisheretoday.org. You can either donate safe and secure online or there's a mailing address to write your check, which you would make out to Hope is Here. My name is Greg Horn. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week on Hope Is Here. Thank you for listening to Hope Is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax-deductible donation, please go to our website, hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today. If you have been blessed by Hope Is Here, would you consider making a donation to help this ministry continue to reach thousands in Central Kentucky every day? It's simple and safe. Go to our website at hopeishere.today where you can make a safe and secure online donation, or you can find our address to mail a check. All donations are tax deductible and they are greatly appreciated. Please make your donation today at hopeishere.today. Again, that's hopeishere.today.